This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Covered in Pet Hair, a boozy show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a cat lover that's going to take us on some cat adventures. I will tell you all about her and introduce you as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Rada, and today... I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a pet parent, an entrepreneur. She's a trailblazer, an adventure seeker, and a road tripper. She's originally from Charlotte, North Carolina, and currently lives in Macon, Georgia. She's married to Bobby, Cat Ma, to Delilah, Samson, Sophie, Sassy, Kylo Ren, Radagast, and Griffin. She is the dog mom to a poor dog, lonely, lonely dog named Django. And she's caregiver to two sugar gliders. If you don't know what sugar gliders are, they're tiny little things from Australia, I think. (laughs) And their names are Jubilee and Sydney, which I guess would make sense if they're from Australia. And she is a fan of the Litter Genie. And she's the creator behind Kitty Cat Go, which is all about feline friendly adventures. Her name is Emily Hall. And she's here with me today to teach us all about taking cats with us where we go, which is not a concept everybody's embraced. So welcome, Emily. It's so good to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh my gosh. I have so many questions. I I used to run a pet sitting business and sometimes I thought we should be offering catwalks midday, but I was never brave enough to do that because I was so scared of all the moving parts and the training Mm. and the things that go along with it. You've done such a good job of teaching your community all about the best way to do these things. But before I get into all that, I want to introduce our drinking game today. So today, anybody participating in our drinking game, anytime you hear either Emily or myself say this word right here, the secret word is go make sure you take a drink of whatever you're enjoying. She won't know what it is. I won't know what it is either. We're just going to speak and you are going to take a drink, but please make sure you never drink and drive. Always drink responsibly and please be over 21 in the U.S. before you partake. And if you're not, have some lemonade. So what are you having tonight, Emily? I have a glass of wine in my not wine glass. Wow. Well, good for you. You know what? If you have that many cats around, probably the best way to do it. Yes. (laughs) 
keep it simple. Well, I actually have an adventurous drink today. Um, I was in South Florida and I bought like this little craft cocktail, like mason jar mm-hmm. by Camp Craft Cocktails. And it's basically all of the ingredients to infuse liquor. So this one had like citrus and sugar and it had berries and it had all these things. And so last week I put a whole bunch of tequila in that mason jar. And now I'm having a drink that I made with that infused tequila and I've named it a tutti frutti margarita because it's got all sorts of stuff and lots of tequila. So cheers. Thank you again for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I am so excited, truly so excited, especially because I have so many questions about harnessing cats, cats on leashes. And that's why we're playing a game that I call the harnessed cat. So today's game is a quick fire challenge. So you can't spend too much time answering these questions just because I have so many of them. Okay. But it's all about (laughs) harness training, leash training cats. Are you ready to play? I guess so. Ah, she's ready. She's ready. She was born ready. Fast-paced games make me nervous. No, you're (laughs) fine. You can do this in your sleep. I've seen your social media. All right. So the first one is, what's the hardest part about harness training a cat? Well, it depends on the cat, but a lot of times it's getting them used to wearing a harness. Okay, perfect. What size leash do you recommend? For beginners, um, just a standard six-foot leash. You can never go wrong with a standard six-foot leash, no matter who is on the end of that leash, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. What does a cat harness need in order to be safe? So I like my harnesses to have um, a piece that goes around the cat's neck and then also one around their belly and preferably even a piece that covers their chest so that they've got um, a good bit of coverage to keep them nice and secure. Awesome. Okay. Should you use a retractable leash? That's the subject of much debate. I am personally not a fan of retractable leashes, but a lot of people in the cat adventure community use them a good bit. I detest retractable leashes, so I'm with you on this. I don't like them. I don't think they're safe. I don't trust the mechanism. And too many times have I had somebody wrap around something on a retractable leash and it's just way more difficult than it needs to be. So I'm totally with you. All right, next one. If a cat has never worn anything, what do we train first? A collar with the ID tags, the harness, which one? Mm, that's a that's a tough one. I guess it's probably easier to get your cat used to wearing a collar because the harness goes around their neck too. So maybe if you start with the collar, then they'll at least sort of be used to what a harness will feel like already. And they would be wearing both to be fully safe. They would be wearing both a collar and the harness. Yes, because the tendency, if your cat's going to get lost when they're out on adventure, it's because they slip out of their harness. And so if they slip out of their harness, then they still have their collar with their tags on it. Very good. What kind of positive reinforcement do you use when training a cat to accept collars and harnesses? Lots of treats. What kind of (laughs) treats do cats usually like? Because cats can be so finicky sometimes about treats. Yeah, so I personally just use regular dry kibble because my cats are on um, a wet food diet normally, so kibble is like extra special to them. But a lot of people use those squeezable churu treats. Those those work really well. They're nice, high value, high in water content. They're good. Okay, awesome. That's good to know. Do cats naturally like leashes or being leashed? Um, I don't know if there's a straight answer to that. I think it depends on the cat. Like some cats don't mind it and take to it right away. And then others require a little bit more training and, you know, practice. So it just depends. 
yeah, that makes sense. So this one is kind of like an average. How long, assuming they're pretty accepting of the harness, how long does it usually take to safely train on leash? Like a, a cat to accept a harness and a leash? Oh, uh, again, that one's hard to answer with like a straight answer because like out of my cats, I had one that didn't require any training. She just like was like, okay, let's do it. And then another that took a couple weeks, another that's taken like a year. So there's a wide range, but I think if someone's starting, as long as you're seeing progress, then keep going. Awesome. And what is the most common mistake people make when harness and leash training their cats? Giving up the first time. I did not expect that answer. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit more about that. People just like see some reaction in their cat and they're like, the cat doesn't want it. I'm done. Yes. It's very common when you put a harness on a cat for them to act badly. You know, I mean, think about it. If you had never worn clothes before and you put a shirt on for the first time, would you just be like, oh, this is great? No, you'd probably be like, ooh, this is weird. Yeah. So cats are gonna react the same way. They're gonna flop over. They're gonna like act like they can't move. And a lot of people see that reaction and like, oh, my cat hates it. This isn't for me. And I mean, maybe it's not, but it's worth trying and try going through the whole training process, you know, to get your cat used to it. Cause it's more than likely not just going to be an instant thing. That is awesome. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that it's probably even more akin to like a bra. <laughs> so yeah. Think about putting a bra on a grown man. I think he would yeah. take a little bit of time to get used to that. We yes. know. So I agree. It takes time to get used to these new experiences. So how long ago did you create Kitty Cat Go and why? What inspired you? I started Kitty Cat Go in the spring of 2020. So I just passed my two-year launch date. So that's exciting. And I would say what inspired me was my cat, Sophie, who's the one who got me started adventuring with my cat uh, about eight, nine years ago. And um, I just noticed that there's this great community of people on Instagram and Facebook who adventure with their cats. And I wanted to nurture that and provide education to help encourage more people to do it because, you know, I think it's a great form of enrichment and more people should give it a try. So why don't you explain to us very quickly what you mean by enrichment? Because a lot of people talk about enrichment in the dog world, but cats, sometimes people don't know where to even start. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of people think of cats as like this low maintenance pet that you just get them and you feed them and that's it. But really they require just as much exercise and enrichment as dogs do. So like for indoor enrichment activities could mean just like playtime with an interactive toy of some sort, you know, like a wand toy or a laser pointer or, you know, something like that. Um, they got those cat wheels now. So your cat mm -hmm. can like run and get some exercise. Um, then there's the food puzzles and all kinds of things like that, that cats really enjoy. And then going outside provides them both exercise and like mental stimulation because they're getting to see and smell and, and experience like all these new and amazing things. That is awesome. So tell me what you would say to someone who says, I think it's great. I would love to take my cat out, but I don't trust other people. I don't trust dogs. What dangers are really, truly something that people need to consider before adventuring with their cat? 
So the dogs is a big one because in my area, and it seems to be the case for a lot of people, a lot of dog owners, unfortunately, don't follow the leash laws. And so you go to somewhere that has a leash law in place thinking that it will be a safe space for you to also walk with your cat on a leash to find that there's off-leash dogs running around. And that can be dangerous because you don't always know if the dog is cat-friendly. And a lot of cats, even if they're okay with dogs in their own home, it's a lot different meeting a strange dog out in a strange place. So that's definitely the biggest obstacle. Yeah, I can imagine. And so tell me what kind of adventures do you guys do with your cats? And do you take multiple cats? Do you take one at a time? Um, If I'm by myself, I just take one. But if my husband and I are out together, we'll take two sometimes. Um, I definitely try to stick to one cat per person ratio, just because if something goes wrong, it's a lot easier to manage. But we do a lot of hiking. I'd say that's our, our main adventure. But we do some camping and canoeing as well. And do the cats go in the canoe? Yeah. <laughs> you, okay. So at that point on the canoe, do you have them on leash in the backpack? Where do you have them? Are they loose? They, I don't have them on a leash usually, unless we're like close to land. And I'm worried that they might like jump out of the canoe onto land. But if we're like out in the water, they're not going to go anywhere. So I do have them in a life jacket and um, I have their backpacks so that if they get like hot in the sun or just kind of overwhelmed, they can go into their backpack and feel like they have a safe space that they can hang out in. And I can like put a towel over it to kind of make them feel secure and block some sun. But for the most part, they are like sitting in our laps and enjoying the enjoying the view. (laughs) I love that so much. I'm having this like mental picture of like a romantic canoe, people reading poetry (laughs) and a cat just sitting there. (laughs) I love it so much. And have you ever run into like any situations where you're like, oh no, this is a worst case scenario? Thankfully, nothing too bad. I have had an off-leash dog charge us one time and it was like growling and it was a big German shepherd and they're people like I didn't see the human anywhere. And so I was able to grab my cat. I had my cat Kylo at the time and I stuffed him in his backpack really fast and got it on my back. And my husband just like yelled, had to yell like in his like deepest manliest (laughs) voice, like, no. And that was enough to kind of like get the dog to stop for a second. And then the people ended up, you know, trailing behind, oh, calling the dog, you know, but so it was a close call, but thankfully nothing actually has ever happened. Well, I bet based on what I've seen of your message and your support that you offer your community, I bet that you're always kind of not on the defensive, but aware. And I'm sure that you keep distractions to a minimum. And that's Mm -hmm. something that you probably recommend other people do as well. Yes, absolutely. You definitely have to keep your eyes peeled all the time and, you know, eyes in the back of your head, you know, listening out and definitely following your cat's lead because they'll oftentimes pick up on things before you hear them. And if you see that they're kind of like stopped and, you know, like looking around, then that might mean there's an animal or a person or a dog or something approaching that's making them nervous. So listen to them. That's really good to know. Yeah. No phones, no texts, no Instagramming while you're out with your cat, just in case, so that we can make sure that the dogs don't invade their space. So I have to take a break right now, but when we come back, I'm going to ask Emily more about cat-friendly travel and what she finds is kind of the standard for cats travel and establishments. Do they or do they not welcome cats? We'll talk about that. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez Rada, and today I'm speaking to Emily Hall of Kitty Cat Go Cat Adventures. She takes her cats on adventures on leash in a backpack canoes it's just such a great concept because many cats crave that enrichment and that engagement with their environment and i just think it's so valuable which is why i invited emily on the show and now i'm gonna invite emily to play one more game with me and it's called kitty cat welcome based on your your business name (laughs) kitty cat go but this is kitty cat welcome and i want to talk to you about kind of we know dogs are welcome in a lot of places. We know dog travel is pretty standard, but cat travel can be a little bit new for a lot of places. So I'm going to ask you some questions so you can give us a little bit of insight based on your experience. Are you ready to play? Sure. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Do you find that cats are welcome in fewer places than dogs? Mostly no. I always call ahead first, you know, because a lot of times, well, I shouldn't say a lot of times, sometimes websites, especially for hotels and like overnight accommodations, they'll say pet friendly. But a lot of times that might mean really dog friendly. So you have to call ahead and make sure as far as like businesses, they usually don't mind if dogs are allowed. They don't mind if cats come too. Where you usually run into a little bit of trouble is with like hotels, Airbnbs and stuff like that. Yes. Airbnbs can be such a pain for dogs too. Like they have restrictions on size. They they definitely don't want cats. Like it's just all these things because it's people's homes and I understand they feel a little differently about them. But I'm an Airbnb host and it's a whole thing. Our Airbnb is actually not pet friendly at all, but that's uh, because the owner, I manage it, the owner is uh, super allergic to animals. So it just depends because if they're using the home, like you get it, why they're not pet friendly. All right, what benefits does backpack training a cat have? So lots. If someone is going to be adventuring with their cat, I recommend backpack training along with the harness and leash training because it helps a lot as you introduce your cat to new places. Because if they already see their backpack as a safe zone, like somewhere that they can go if they're nervous or stressed, then you're trying to take them to the park for the first time. If you just take your cat and put them on the ground, chances are they're going to be super overwhelmed but you can use that backpack to slowly introduce them to the situation and have them in their backpack, sit the backpack on the ground and invite your cat to come out and they'll come out when they feel safe and ready. And then of course, in instances like 
like the story I shared earlier about the dog coming, you know, if something, an emergency situation comes up, having that backpack, you can put your cat in so you can get away quickly or keep them safe or whatever is helpful. And of course, if you're hiking and your cat gets tired of walking, but you're not ready to be done yet, you can stick them in their backpack and keep going. <laughs> that is so awesome. So in the cat world, we're usually like, I guess, conditioned to think that cats hate being in enclosures. Do you think that because there's a positive experience associated with the backpack, they tend to take to it better than maybe like a carrier that takes them to the vet? Yes, absolutely. So that's a big part of the backpack training is making sure that when you use it, that you're enforcing it with positive experiences like treats and going places that aren't the vet. Right. So that, yeah. So when they see the carrier come out, they're not like, oh my God, I got to get out of here. They're like, right. oh, something good might happen. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's all about context for everybody involved. Um, can yes. old cats be trained to either be on leash and harness or backpack? Yes, absolutely. So I actually am in the middle of training one of my 10 year old cats and we just started a few weeks ago and he's doing amazingly well. He's taking to it much quicker than I expected. And then there are lots of cats in the community as well that I know who started like even older, like 12, 13, 14 years old. So it's never too late. That is so cool. I mean, that's so in like, that's so awesome because maybe when you first get your cat, you have young kids and you can't do it. And then when your cat is 12, now you have the time and you can still train them to do these things and enjoy life with you. Cats can live a really long time. So 12 is still relatively young. Um, so yeah. Tony, what are your thoughts on strollers for cats? I think they can be a great tool um, for a lot of the same reasons the backpack is. Because some people might have back troubles or prefer to, you know, have something to push instead of to carry, especially in like stores and, and things. You know, a stroller won't work well for hiking and, and things with uneven terrain, but they're really great for other situations. And uh, also they're usually big enough that you can fit more than one cat in them. So that's nice for people who might be going out with more than one cat at a time. So I just had an idea, maybe instead of catwalking, what I should have done was cat strolling and at least That's put it. these cats in a stroller and taken them around to get them just out. They can smell fresh air. They can get some sun. Yeah. 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 And and that's what a lot of people do. Like a lot of times people hear the word adventure cat and they think, oh, I'm not gonna go hiking or canoeing or camping with my cat. It's like, well, that's, it doesn't have to be that. It can be something as simple as taking your cat for a stroller ride around your block or hanging out on your back porch. You know, it, anything like that is gonna be great for them. I remember I had a client who, his name is Wes, and he did a ton of like camping and traveling and bird watching actually, but he Ooh. never took Kitty with him, Cece was her name, but she did, she was trained. He was an older retired man and he had trained her on a harness and all she would do is just go out front and they had a tree in their front yard and she just climbed the tree and he would hold the leash. And I think they were really happy with that kind of adventure. And that was all that he was comfortable with. He wouldn't even let us do it. But like, I remember him like beaming when he would tell me about him taking Cece out front, just yeah. explore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just like with people, how people have different preferences of activities, you know, 
Cats do too. Some might prefer hiking, some might prefer basking in the sun in the backyard or hanging out in the tree in their front yard. I mean, there's so many different ways you can adventure with your cat. That is so fun. And I love that you can kind of explore the options and see what the cat responds to. So what should you be looking for to see if the cat is responding or if the cat's like stressed out and anxious and not enjoying themselves? So a stressed out cat a lot of times is going to, you know, kind of cower. You know, if you take them out and they're like slinking down and trying to hide, then that's a telltale sign that they're not comfortable. And depending on the cat, sometimes they'll even like meow and kind of yowl if they're super scared. But if they seem pretty interested, you know, like even if you've kept them in their backpack and they're not ready to come out of the backpack, but maybe they're peeking over the top, you know, then that's a sign like, okay, they're interested in what's going on. And maybe eventually the more you do it, they'll take that step and come out of the backpack. When do you shut it down? Like, what do you see when you're like, all right, cat needs to go, we gotta go home? Usually for um, one of my cats who I'm in the middle of kind of retraining actually, I know it, he's had enough when he starts sort of pacing agitatedly um, and his tail will kind of start swishing. And I know like, okay, he's reached his limit and I'll put him in the backpack and take him back inside. So it kind of depends on the cat, but that's why it's so important to know your cat and know what their their body language is because each one is going to have different signals. So um, watch your cat and you, you can tell if your cat is not happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they make it pretty apparent. So yeah. do you always carry a pet first aid kit with you when you're out on adventures? I do. Well, it depends on the adventure. If I'm just in my backyard or something, obviously no, but on my hiking adventures I do because thankfully I've never had to use it, but you know, they might get a splinter or a bee sting or a snake bite, you know, who knows, hopefully yeah. not something like that. But yeah, I, I think um, it's important to be prepared. What else is like key to having with you say on a hike with a cat? So of course the harness and leash, backpack, treats, Lots of treats, particularly treats that are high in water content if you're doing more strenuous activities like hiking and stuff because cats won't tend to drink a lot of water like dogs right. do. So to keep them hydrated, you can give them like those squeezable treats that I mentioned earlier. And then the first aid kit. I mean, that's about it for like bare bone basics. Right. You can always expand on that and have more gear items, but I think snacks, water, has water um, and then you know the harness leash all that stuff is like essential perfect well, wonderful you did a great job I feel <laughs> like I am more prepared than ever I don't have any cats right now but to get a cat and take them on an adventure but so tell me about traveling with cats specifically like when it comes to dogs we have bring Fido and similar apps do you have anything like that in the cat adventure community well, on my website, actually, I have a map that people can submit locations like that they know except cats. And then I add a pin on the Google map. And then I have a list of chain locations and stuff that generally are cat friendly. But aside from that, there's really not a lot. Um, if I'm going to a new city um, and bringing a cat with me, a lot of times I use Bring Fido and those websites and then just double check that the location will also allow cats. So are you thinking of, of getting a, your own app going? Because you've got the name for it. Kitty Cat Go. Let's do it. Come on. Go ahead. Do it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have looked into it. It is quite expensive. I'm not quite ready for that investment yet. Eventually. Okay. One day. One day. <laughs> investors. Investors. This is a no brainer. She's brilliant. Come on. Yes.
<laughs> I will back you. I will. I have $500 with your name on it. <laughs> we'll get you far at all, but I will, I will support you in any way that I can. Okay. So you have a community that you started only two years ago that is very active. So tell me about your community and your membership and what that entails. So I got just like the general community. Like I have a Facebook group um, and then my Instagram, of course, and that, I mean, that, that's a really great community. There's cats from all over the world that participate in the adventure activities on, on social media, which is awesome. And then I have my membership group called Kitty Cat Go Trailblazers. And in that group, we have every month a different theme of activities that we work on. And I have a list of activities or challenges to kind of help people get their cat more comfortable with different things or maybe kind of push them out of their comfort zone. So, cause they might discover that their cat likes something that they hadn't thought. So for example, June coming up in June, our challenge theme is water. And so all of our activities have to do with trying to introduce your cat to being around or on like in a canoe or kayak or even in the water. So it's going to be a wow. fun month. What kind of activities do cats do in the water? Do they swim? Some do. So I have one who's very, very interested in the water. He likes to be in the sink when we're doing the dishes and he likes to bat around in water in the bathtub. He hasn't gone so far yet as to get in, but I'm trying to encourage that so that hopefully he will. But there are lots of cats that swim and lots who maybe don't fully submerge and go swimming, but they like to walk along like the edge of a pond or lake and, you know, maybe just up to their paws. Right. Yes. Yes. You have to introduce it before you know whether or not they're willing to take that, the plunge. Uh, yeah. Intended. So tell me, do you find that there are any other countries? I mean, you're in the US, but are there other countries that are just more keen on cat adventures? Are we like leading the way? Are there other places that are doing better? So, and from my experience, what I see on social media and in my membership group, it's primarily people from the United States, but there's a very large, like close second population in Canada. And then Europe and Australia are also, I think it's becoming more and more popular, though I hear from the European people in my membership group that there's not as many places um, to take their cats because in generally, it seems like in general, European countries maybe aren't just as pet friendly. So not even as dog friendly as we are. So it's not as widely accepted. It's like take your pet around everywhere. Um, but it's becoming more so. So that's good. That's so interesting. So my sister lives in Spain and she takes her dog a lot of places, but she has to, yeah, she does have to leave him like outside. I think there are bars where she could sit outside with him, but like, she's not going in to like, um, grocery store with him. I don't think like today I was at TJ Maxx and there was two dogs just sitting in one of the carts, you know? Just yeah. Like, yeah. I get it. Like it's, I guess people don't really mess with dogs here unless they're like causing a mess or like, you know, creating a dangerous situation. If they're just going to sit in the cart, people kind of look the other way. Um, so yeah. tell us how can my audience learn more about you and all the awesome adventures you're sharing? My website is a great place to start, kittycatgo.com. I have um, lots of articles about like training and gear recommendations and safety and all of that. And then you can find all my social channels there and more information about my membership community is all on my website. I highly recommend you follow on Instagram. She has excellent educational posts, excellent photos. I so enjoy following you. I've learned so much from you already. 
I want to come back as one of your cats in a future life because they they have so much fun. Yes. <laughs> and I also want to make sure that people know that adventuring with cats is new. So be patient with other people who are not comfortable with it and make sure that you learn what needs to be done so that you're safely adventuring with your cats. I don't want people thinking, oh, this is fun and Emily can do it. But Emily's been doing this for over 10 years now. She has dedicated her life to teaching us how to do it. So follow her, learn from her and then take your cat out. And I want to propose a toast to Emily for all that she does for the cat kind. Thank you yes, so much for being my guest. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Fun. So fun. I also want to propose a toast to our executive producer, Mark Winter. Thank you, Mark. And thank to you. our audience, thank you for joining us every week for more talk and more booze about cats and boozy cats and dogs and everybody. I'm so excited to bring you these awesome guests. And if you have anybody that you want me to interview that you love and that you're as excited about, please let me know in comments. And uh, also send me a message uh, through Instagram or Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. Cheers. Here's to a life covered in pet hair because there's no better way to live. Ah, yes. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) To learn more about covered in pet hair, please visit coveredinpethair.com or petliferadio.com. Thanks for watching and I'll see you next time. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on petliferadio.com.